0: Everybody
1: sing that shit. shit. It's time for another episode <laughs> of The Breakdown. And I'm joined by Beth, AKA Miss Anxiety. Hello.
2: Yay. Hello. Thank you for having me. That's all
1: right. I've seen your videos. I've seen you on Twitter. Like you're really active, got a nice following. So I thought, let's share your story instead of me just regurgitating mine constantly
2: oh I'm sure people love it
1: you've got experience with emetophobia which is something that I get asked about quite often like people in groups and stuff so I thought you know you've got experience we can go over that and but let's Mm -hmm. start from the beginning take me back take me back to when you first experienced was it panic or anxiety which came first
2: oh it's a good question um I think mainly first, I experienced anxiety. That was the first thing that really kind of rocked my world for a little bit. Um, I was 10 years old, you know, that kind of formative age. And everything was fine um, until it really wasn't. And it was just random. It was like a click. It just happened. And all of a sudden, my life was just turned upside down. Um, Emetophobia specifically Mm -hmm. started when I was 10. And there was a specific event that happened. It's taken okay. years and years of therapy to find mm. out what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but with emetophobia, metaphobia, usually, there is a specific event that we go through um, that creates the phobia, obviously. Mm. So uh, one Christmas, Christmas 2005, um, my entire well. family I do I do. I remember <laughs> it so well. It's crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Um, my entire family and I, we all got. Very sick. It was not very nice. Um and it was just kind of the general energy. The house was full of, it was just crazy. It mm. was scary. I was I remember really thinking that I was going to die. I'd not experienced being that ill before. Um so eventually kind of a metaphobia grew from mm. that. I, mm. I got to the point where I just thought I was gonna die if I if I got sick. So really? understandably I avoided it. Mm.
1: So I guess it's obviously links to health anxiety it's a health, but is it is it actually a fear of vomiting not just being ill yeah yeah
2: yes yeah yeah it can manifest in many different ways for me it was a fear of myself being ill or it was a fear of other people being ill so it Mm -hmm. could have been either or so it was very difficult to avoid obviously being in school kids get sick all the time Mm -hmm. so that was quite difficult
1: yeah going through school with that so would it be what if it was food poisoning like whether it's not actually a sickness oh same same it's the
2: same thing just you know it wouldn't matter what had triggered the sickness Mm -hmm. but it was the sickness itself that was the most terrifying thing to me
1: would it just be you being sick or seeing somebody else being sick as well
2: both oh really Uh, both yeah Yeah, yeah. so like my sister she was quite a a sickly child she won't Mm. mind me saying that (laughs) she (laughs) used to get sick all the time and it was it was terrifying absolutely terrifying um just as bad as if i had been sick myself yeah, yeah. so yeah it was real tough
1: so was that the root cause of your anxiety then like is that where mm-hmm. it all stemmed from that
2: yeah yeah it all came from that one experience where we all got ill that time and it just mm-hmm. kind of it was like a domino effect you know like it just passed into the next thing into the next thing mm-hmm. and it was it was very scary um and it eventually did turn into an eating disorder because i was so scared of of being sick
1: mhm What because you've spoke about generalized anxiety so is that it just it just literally just snowballed into a huge issue that is
2: yeah that is the word snowballed it snowballed into a massive kind of concoction hmm. of different illnesses um so yeah i I was diagnosed with gad as well um which is a weird one you Hmm. know anxiety can just pop up randomly at different times and yeah, they, they worked very well together. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but they really did. You know, they were a good team.
1: What were some of the symptoms? What were the scarier symptoms that you used to deal with?
2: I think with with GAD, it was not knowing when the anxiety was going to come. It mm-hmm. would just snap and, and you would flip completely, or at least I would. Um, with emetophobia, it was more um, a fear of going outside of fear of being out of control because you're out of control when you you're outside and you can't control other people so i didn't know if someone was going to get sick i Mm -hmm. didn't know if i was going to come into contact with someone who'd been sick um so i would just i would stay at home a lot of the time and and going out would kind of induce panic attacks Mm -hmm. um a lot of the time, One yeah. I time. used to just avoid it, so mm-hmm. yes, as like I said, they work together really well. Yeah. um, and then eventually with this eating disorder, I was really underweight, um, to the point where my body was starting to really, really kind of struggle. Um, and I, I did nearly end up in a unit, but luckily, yeah. I, I managed to pull through before you know that. Happened.
1: So, so, did if you were not eating and not getting nutrition and stuff, did that make you feel more anxious? Yeah. Because obviously you felt physically unwell then at that point probably too. It's frozen. My screen has frozen. So yeah, we were talking about the root of your problem.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it can be, it's very strange. It took a lot of therapy for me to get there
0: actually.
2: Yeah, Yeah, like I, I went to cams. Three times, Mm -hmm. no children, adolescents, mental health services, Mm -hmm. Um, and I had CBT uh, three times. Same. uh, Which did you really? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of it? How did it work for you?
1: So I think the first time that I went, I expected the guy to just do some magical spell or something, and then I'd be great.
0: Yeah. And then
1: the, (laughs) the second time, I don't know. The second time, it just all three times well the third time that i did it was over the phone and i, d- I just got nothing from that like, yeah. that was that was quite recent. i think it was last year but oh really just nothing but yeah i don't it just doesn't work for me i don't know just being able mm, to yeah there's something about being in the moment of panic or heightened anxiety and trying to challenge those thoughts that i'm having it's just yeah not, yeah know, i don't seem able to perhaps i am but i I, I know away. what you mean
2: Mm. yeah CBT is interesting isn't it because it works for some but mm. I, I've I've not found some people that it's worked for yeah, <laughs> you know I'll, what I I'll mean I've spoke
1: to a lot of people that have said no like it, because a, mm. lot, a lot of the results are based on the questionnaires and stuff that's what I've always thought that yeah. in my mind like if I give you a if I get a lower score after eight weeks then they see that as success whereas yeah
0: it's weird
1: eight months down the line I'll be calling them back and needing to go again, yeah. And that's that's not, yeah. That's not a treatment.
2: No, that's um, what my current therapist calls it—the sticking plaster. So it doesn't right. quite get to the root. Mm.
1: So what do you? What have you tried? Go on. I mean, like
2: I said, so I got therapy, mm-hmm. uh, CT. Um, I did counselling for a little bit, but counselling didn't really work. Mm. And then I I hit my rock bottom probably a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm and i found well my partner found something called humanistic integrity therapy
0: okay
2: um which is sounds really kind of dramatic but it's not <laughs> um it's all about kind of mind body and spirit and i really wasn't a spiritual person mm-hmm. um beforehand <laughs> i was a bit like this is going to be a bit woo woo and a bit weird but i'll give it yeah. a go
0: because at the
2: mm. point i had nothing to lose um but it was it was incredible honestly i wish i hadn't judged it before i tried it Mm -hmm. um and i had that for a year and a half um nearly two years i guess and and that just changed my life entirely
1: so what sort of things what's involved in that give me a rundown i've never heard of it
2: yeah lots of people haven't heard of it um i think it's one of the I think because it sounds a little bit kind of pie in the sky, kind of yeah, silly. Um, people, yeah, they, they don't really try it. It's a bit mm-hmm. hippie-like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would happen in a typical session is um, the client usually runs the session
0: mm-hmm. and the
2: therapist kind of follows you, which is great. You have so much power in that in that situation. It's not somebody kind of dictating, you know, yeah, where yeah. you go in the session. You were the person in control. Um, and we just go wherever I wanted to go. And ironically, a lot of the time, I wouldn't be talking about metrophobia or GAD or anorexia. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be talking about the experiences that were underlying to them, um, right. which I think led to my recovery. Mm-hmm. That's interesting.
1: I'll have to have a look into it. I mean, what what yeah. is it? What is it aimed at treating? Is it more towards eating disorders or? It's,
2: um, I think it's more towards anxiety, kind okay. of anxiety and, and, and kind of trauma experiences. Right. Um, it's really interesting, actually, because my therapist said to me, she only shared this with me as I've just finished.
0: Right. Um,
2: she said when I first went, um, looking at my uh, kind of history, emetophobia, GAD, anorexia, she, she really thought that she couldn't help me. Oh, really? um, but as yeah, honestly, and as we went on and on, she slowly realized that it was actually trauma underneath those things mm. that was causing me to have those behaviors. So it worked really well for me.
1: Was that private? Was it?
2: Yes. Yeah. That's another thing, isn't it? Yeah, is I it, mean, I had,
1: it's interesting that you found a therapist that said they might not be able to help you instead of just saying, give us your money. Yeah, let's have a go.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's a really amazing thing. I mean, my previous therapist, she's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: she just tries to do it at a, a lower um, price, so that mm-hmm. she can help people who are not so well off. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean, private therapy has genuinely saved me. It, it's really amazing.
1: That's good. So where are you now with it? Do you ever do you experience any anxiety? <sighs> yeah.
2: that's the strange thing. Like, you know, I kind of expected recovery to be slowly just disintegrating the anxiety until it's no longer there. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, I still experience anxious thoughts. Mm -hmm. I still experience eating disorder kind of thoughts. Um, Emetophobia sometimes pops up now and then, but it's it's almost like I invite it in at this point. Um, I know how to deal with it and I know that it might pop up now and then. But the most important thing is I know that I can deal with it. And I yeah, think that's, that's
1: a, the thing. Yeah, yeah. So what sort of things would you say to yourself if one of those thoughts pops in?
2: I think emetophobia is probably the most common, um, especially with the current situation. You know, coronavirus yeah, yeah, is of course. rife right now. Um, and obviously that, the sickness isn't really involved in that. Um, but in my head, if, if this was me two years ago, I would have created in my head that coronavirus was a sickness and I was right. going to get it. Okay. Um, but so, I mean, emetophobia definitely challenged that, especially when coronavirus got to the UK. Um, but I was able to kind of just sit down with myself and really, like, I write down these things, these thoughts on paper mm-hmm. so that I can see them so that they look more real. Um, and then I kind of just go through them and, and try and rationalise that way. That has really really helped me.
1: So that's kind of a CBT kind of model.
2: It is, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's bits of it do work, but yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it does. I think that's the point in it. Bits of it. It's like mm-hmm. I think you get what you can from whatever you can. Because I always say to people, be, because I hear so often like hypnotherapy is a load of rubbish. Don't try it. But it it does yeah. work for some people. Like there are people Absolutely. out there yeah yeah that's what's so i i hate it when people say this is the way to recover because it's yeah for some people it's
2: it's different for everybody isn't it you've got Mm. to kind of stay open-minded i mean if i hadn't been open-minded i would never have tried the therapy that basically got me to where i am today Mm. so you gotta stay open
1: yeah yeah so how are you dealing with the coronavirus stuff
2: I'm actually. It sounds really selfish, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I'm actually doing really well. Yeah. Um, it's it's a horrible, horrible thing to have, have watched, you know, spread mm-hmm. as far as it has and and get to this point. Um, but as as far as anxiety goes, I'm actually doing really, really well. I think um, I've spoken you...
1: to yeah, I've I've spoke to a number of people that are like I'm, me myself. I'm not mm. freaking out about it, but I think it's because like we're so yeah. used to having these frigging disasters going on anyway whether they're real or not this is just another one yeah. of those i think so if you're able to deal with the irrational stuff then this it kind yeah. of feels yeah. like it kind of feels irrational that this is really happening in a yeah way.
2: you can kind of dissociate from it can't yeah, you? it's yeah. almost like it's a movie <laughs> it's
1: weird. so yeah, how, it's how, how long str- you been how long you been making the videos for
2: I've been making videos for two years now. Mm. Um, I took a bit of a break um, while I went on my recovery. I really wanted to do videos at the same time, but honestly, I don't know about you, but when, when you're going through therapy, it's just draining, isn't it? Mm. And I was just absolutely exhausted. I I, I used to have an after therapy nap. That was really? my favorite thing to do. Yeah, genuinely. It was just so awesome. Um, but yeah, so I've, I'm kind of, it's quite. In a selfish way it's kind of frustrating that all this stuff has kind of happened because I was just starting to think oh maybe I'll make some videos mm, but mm. but now you know gives you time to think doesn't it and, yeah, yeah, and kind of reevaluate I think,
1: yeah because like we're all in the same boat aren't we that's the thing yeah like there's nobody out there that's having a good time right now
2: absolutely and that's really quite sad isn't it when it is. you think about it I don't know if you've been on social media a lot recently but mm-hmm. oh it's a bit of an intense space right now
1: <laughs> you can't you can't go on the internet without reading about it and I'm no. I'm a stickler for putting the news on so I'll just have the news on in the background while I'm working and it's just
2: yeah
0: constantly.
2: it's a bit intense right now
1: it, it's getting a bit too much like the numbers are yeah. ridiculous I
2: know it's, it's intense
1: what can we do about it apart from do as we're told i've just in fact yep. i've just heard that boris johnson has been tested he's got it
2: i saw that yeah, that's yeah. just crazy oh it's so sad it's crazy. yeah hopefully all this will blow over you know and it will be quicker than we think
1: hopefully mm, mm. so uh what does the future hold for your videos for anything like what's your plan obviously my plan you're you're aimed at helping people
2: uh, that's the aim yeah absolutely I mean if I can just help one person mm. by being open and honest that's that's the aim um, I had uh, I've recently been filming again which is exciting that's um, but the, the project is called hold my hand and I kind of visit other people who have had you know got their own stories
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and we kind of just talk about it and chat about it similar to what we're doing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, but obviously with coronavirus I can't Really, go and visit people (laughs) right now, but yeah, I've got a few videos backed up which I've really loved to edit, um, and I'd really love to carry on with that. Um, I've also managed to get some speaking um, engagements going, which is interesting. I never really planned to be a speaker, (laughs) but that's happened. Um, Have you have you done any of those yet? Yeah, yeah, I've been to a few places, I've been to some universities and some colleges. Um, it's really great, you know, the fact that people are talking about this now, and mm. it's just—it's so good to be vulnerable with people, you know. Yeah, ha-
1: how how are your nerves when you're doing something like that?
2: When I first started, honest <laughs> to God, it was terrifying, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely terrifying. Um, but you kind of you get into a bit of a groove, I think, and you you kind of I started to question everything about myself um, mm-hmm. about whether I was speaking right, whether people were going to relate to me, and you can almost kind of become stagnant can't you when you keep asking all those questions mm. um but I got to the point where I was just like people are gonna love you or they're not
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and you might help someone so it's worth a shot
1: yeah it's a good thing especially like the eating thing because that's mm-hmm. like there's well I mean there's many people that go through it but there's not that many people that talk about it I suppose. yeah so what is it a, is it an embarrassment is it almost like an embarrassment or a guilt feeling
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, it was uh, embarrassment Mm -hmm. and and a kind of guilt feeling as well. Um, It was really weird. Uh, Anorexia kind of pretends to be a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, It pretends to uh, kind of act as though it knows what's best for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Similar to GAD, I guess, you know, the anxiety is trying to keep you safe, Mm -hmm. right? You Mm -hmm. know, it's there for a reason in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I... (sighs) It's, it was it was really really difficult to kind of combat those feelings and and especially trying to do what I was doing as well It was really strange.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I, I imagine like it's just a constant battle trying yes. to like f- I imagine force feeding because I know nothing about it. But it's
2: yeah, it, it's it's a weird thing. Eating disorders that they're, they're a lot more common than we think, mm. um, and a lot of people haven't even been diagnosed that are suffering with
0: them. Mm. Mm. You
2: know um i it's difficult as well, because I think there's a lot of trauma underneath it, mm-hmm. um and people don't really realize that there is there are thoughts, there are feelings, there are beliefs underneath these things that we need to get to that mm. sometimes take a little bit of time to get to um but one of the main things that my therapist taught me was that i, I mean i've been fighting, you know a lot of the language around mental health it's like it's a battle, it's a fight yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. a warrior and things like that, which is great. But it's exhausting, isn't it? It's so tiring. So uh, one thing that my therapist did with me was shifting my language around it. So I was kind of loving these things through myself. And in kind of stopping the fight actually gave me more energy to to deal with it. Mm -hmm. It's really strange, the power of the language, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did did a podcast recently and we were talking about the story that you tell yourself in your own head. Because I'm always saying, like, I can't do this and I can't do that. But, like, I'm no. defeated before I even start.
2: Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? You can talk yourself out of it before yeah. you even know that you're talking yourself out of it. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a scary loop. So with the yeah. with the eating disorder, was that, did you not want to eat because of the emetophobia? Or was there other re- yeah. issues, like you didn't want to gain weight or anything like that?
2: It was, to begin with, it was all about metaphobia, So it was mm. about avoiding vomiting or being yeah. ill because my stomach had shrunk um, course, massively. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I could eat maybe half an apple. That was my breakfast. Um, and that was it. And mm-hmm. then I would maybe have like a slice of toast for lunch and that would be that. And then I'd maybe have a little bit of pasta for dinner and that would be that because I physically couldn't fit any more in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um But it was, it did eventually turn into, um, anorexia nervosa, which was about kind of trying to keep the weight off, which Mm -hmm. was very strange because I didn't have any weight to begin with. (laughs) So
1: what were the sort of physical physical symptoms linked to that? Like you must've been tired constantly.
2: mm -hmm, Yeah, really tired, um, exhausted. My skin, um, Mm -hmm. was really dry and I got lots of spots as well, Mm -hmm. um, my body just in effect stopped functioning other than to breathe really Mm. it was it was very scary but it was very strange because at the time it was happening I I wasn't aware that things Mm. were that bad but it was the people around me you know that were a bit like this is getting serious now
0: Mm
1: -hmm. so what sort of steps were taken what was sort of what Um... was the, (laughs) the first thing that you were that got you on the path
2: yeah, that's that's a good question. My parents tried. I mean, you never listen to your parents, do you? I mean, that just doesn't happen. So my parents really tried, and I love them. God bless them. They're amazing. Um, they got me uh, to go to the doctors, mm. um, which was a difficult experience because a lot of the time they can't really offer anything. Mm-hmm. Waiting lists are up to the hilt. You know, we're we're busy, busy NHS, um, and so they offered me medication. Which okay. I personally didn't want to take. Um, it's not that I have any judgments over medication. I just didn't want to take it. Kind of mainly for the emetophobia because the kind um, of the what they call it? The effects. Mm. Um, they wrote down that vomiting was an effect potentially. Okay. So I wouldn't even dare to take that. What medication um, were they offering? They offered me Prozac. um, because I was depressed at that Mm -hmm, point, mm -hmm. but they couldn't, they they couldn't really offer me anything else to treat anything else. Um, so that was difficult. And then, I mean, a few years passed and my partner, I I had this really, really bad day. You know, I'd been to a doctor and they told me, if you don't eat, you're going to get in trouble and you're going to have to go to a unit. And things like that that was a bad day and i remember i was about to get in the bath and i was just looking at my my body you know in the mirror and it was a mess mm-hmm. it was a real real mess and i just burst out crying i was i was really really upset and my um, partner my other half came in and said Look, this isn't this isn't enough for you this mm-hmm. isn't you don't deserve this we have to do something um so we trolled google and tried to find a a therapist that was close by who could help me and that's where humanistic integrative therapy started so
1: So that was kind that was the first step like really yeah yeah
2: Yeah. it was it was massive i was Mm. very very nervous um but it, it changed my life like i said that's awesome
1: we'll have to i'll put i'll have to do some research and stick a link in the description to something
2: yes please do lots of people i think could benefit from it it's a shame that it's not yeah, in the yeah. nhs
1: <laughs> well i think they they're just stuck to the cbt method aren't they that's yeah unfortunately but then it does work yeah. for some, but not for everyone. yeah
2: i mean it's a good place to start maybe mm. um mm. i i'm sure that uh humanistic integrative wouldn't have worked as well for me if i hadn't done the cbt work before but yeah, possibly yeah i know what you mean
1: did I see that you won an award for something?
2: Oh, yes. Somehow I, I managed <laughs> to win. Somehow. Blogger of the year award twice, you know, running, which was very surprising. Blogger very of the year. Blogger. Oh,
1: blogger of, of the year. Where the hell's yeah. my award then?
2: I know, right? I'm going to, well, I'll nominate you, honestly.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yes.
2: I don't know how that happened, but it did. I w- I'm very grateful. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's wonderful. Um, Mike Douglas hosts the mental health blog awards. Okay. Um, it's relatively new, I think. This year, well, actually, obviously, this year it's probably not going to go ahead in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll, I think it will be online maybe. Um, but I've had the privilege of going to um mm-hmm. down there to to the actual awards, and this one mm-hmm. well, just wonderful. It's, it's amazing, you know, lots and lots of wonderful people who are all doing a similar thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking out. and being yeah,
1: like, it is, mm-hmm. It's good to see, like, because I, I started making videos, must be 10, maybe over 10 years ago on YouTube. Really? And when I first started doing it, like, there was about, there was maybe close to 10 of us that were posting videos. Like, I'd go out and do something, because my, my issue was ag- agoraphobia.
2: Right, yeah.
1: But I'd go and do something, like, walk to the postbox or something get home put it on youtube and then a friend of mine in america like new york or whatever would do something can respond and say like i've seen billy do this so i'm gonna oh go do this. and that's how that's, that's how amazing. all this started yeah yeah and now there's just, there's just tons of people talking about stuff but information yeah. is good like yeah. it's, it's so refreshing to see people speaking out about stuff like we couldn't have done this obviously without the internet but People just didn't mm-hmm. talk about this stuff back then. And that's half. The yeah,
2: half. it is. It's it's a massive part of it, isn't it? I think mm. when you start to open up about it, you even kind of psychologically, you start to kind of release a little bit. I think, mm. I mean, that's how it was for me. I think opening up and, and being honest kind of gives you space to get better.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I used to find like doing the vlogs was therapeutic for myself. Like that's why I would do them. If I'm feeling particularly, yeah, if I was feeling particularly bad, then I'd just talk about whatever it is, get it off my chest. And then before I'd even, I'd feel just, I don't know, it's lifted.
2: Absolutely. And there's so many people out there, isn't there? So many people that will support you and, you know, get behind you and want to see you succeed. It's, it's beautiful.
0: Mm.
1: I think i mean that's a good thing that there's so many people out there but it's also a bad thing that there are so many <laughs> people out there that are struggling yeah
2: Is yeah they, it's, it's sad turn? to see i don't know yeah exactly we, we need to yeah. i think our systems need a little bit of an update don't they in terms of you know getting mental health help
1: i think yeah because so much focus lately seems to be put on awareness but i think yeah. we need to switch to actual services now
2: yeah, oh, that would be right. good. That's the next step, right? Yeah, yeah. You
1: know? There's, <laughs> only, there's only so much awareness that you can give, like people know what it is now. People are open to talk about it. But yeah. just talking about it doesn't fix the problem, unfortunately. No
2: unfortunately there's some action that needs to go along with the talking isn't yeah, there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know but i mean I, I have faith that these things will change i think we're just a bit behind the curve mm. right now mm. and obviously with with everything that's going on currently
1: it's going to take in the world,
2: yeah i know and that's mm. that's even more worrying i've seen lots of people on social media worrying about how they're gonna get through you know the quarantine um mm and things like that because their, their services have shut down and they're yeah, off- yeah. i think they're offering kind of phone therapy and things like that which is something
1: yeah i've seen a lot um, of charities offering that and yeah
2: which is which is awesome
1: mm. it's just yeah it's a it's a worrying time for everybody definitely
2: yeah yeah it's it is quite i mean i don't think any of us expected it to get like this i don't
1: think so no I think we were kind of joking about it at first. I was constantly being inboxed with memes and like, (laughs) yeah, some of it was funny, but now it's like...
2: Yeah. Now it got real. It got real. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And where the hell is the end? I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, let's hope it's not too far in the distant future. They're saying 12 weeks, aren't they?
1: (laughs) 12 weeks until they review it. Oh. That's where we're at. I Well, that sucks. But now Boris has got it. So I don't know, let's see what happens.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe things will speed up now he's got it. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking
1: Very possible. Start doing some real work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to to think if there's anywhere else we can go with this.
2: Oh, there's always places we can go. Go on then. I'm trying to think as well. You can ask me something. (laughs) I'll ask you something. How are you spending your time in quarantine? Like, have
1: you got any goals? Well, my, my thing is that I'm pretty much always in quarantine because I work from, I work from home anyway.
2: Yeah. So oh, like, okay. So, not much has changed.
1: Nothing's really changed for me. <laughs> nothing's changed. I work from home, sit at my computer. I love that. <laughs> yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> the only difference is, is that, like, because my girlfriend goes, she works for Ocado. So, she's still um. classed as a key worker now. So, she's having of to go. Of course. Do so like Brilliant there's work. that little bit of anxiety every time I pick her up from work. It's like, stay away a minute.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like two meters. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Because it is scary. Totally. Like especially because yeah. I I vape and I've smoked, so my lungs my lungs ain't in great condition. I'm sure of that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Me. I
2: didn't even yeah. think about that. Do you smoke? No, I never have. My other half did. Yeah. Burr. A long time, so yeah.
1: As I, as I sit here vaping, like <laughs> oh well.
2: If, if there was ever a time to vape, it's right now. Mm.
1: <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed at all, apart from my daughter being at home instead of at school. Yeah, eating all the food in the cupboards.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I spoke to a few people that have got children, and they're all saying like, they just eat. That's all they do. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I mean, the closest thing I have to a child is my dog, mm. and I can say the same for her. Yeah, so. I've got one of them as well. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a bloody nightmare. <laughs> They're
2: cute though, aren't
1: they? Very. What dog you got? Mm-hmm. A chihuahua. Oh, really? I've got, um,
2: yeah,
1: as is a jackapoo. So it's a Jack Russell oh. crossed with a poodle, but it's also so crossed cute. with a pug. So it's like, Oh A bit of that's adorable. that is so oh. cute. It's only it's like uh, how old? About s- coming on to six months old now. I think oh, so it's so she's- like puppy. Yeah, she's still small.
2: Oh
1: nightmare. <laughs> it's
2: cool. Yeah, they keep you busy, don't
1: they? Yes. Well that's the thing, like mm-hmm. keep me company. Plus it's an excuse to get out of the house, isn't it? Which yeah. I need. I need because I still I don't get out enough. Like I'll make, yeah. I'll make progress, and then I'll get to this comfortable place, and then I'll mm-hmm. just, I can do what I want. No, I can do what I need to do, but I can't do what I want yeah. to do. Like there's so much stuff I want to do, but
2: yeah, the dog's that. kind of a motivation to get out a little bit. It just there. gives me, yeah to those boundaries.
1: Tr- yeah, to try and build a bit of confidence. I think because
2: that's yeah, the issue. that's massive. So yeah Yeah, every time you go out you kind of you reach a new level, don't you? And you level up each time you try yeah, something yeah. new.
1: I think the problem is is that I don't do it often enough. Like I'll I think you if or I do anyway, I forget what it's like to have that little boost of confidence when you do something. And I'll leave it like a <laughs> couple of months and I won't do anything and I'll feel like crap. Yeah. and then I'll just go to the shop and I'll get home and I'll feel like I'll feel good, man.
2: Yeah.
1: And then it's like Yeah, you
2: can take on the world.
1: Yeah. Why didn't I do that? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know that the confidence, especially when you're beginning to build it, mm-hmm. it's so fragile, isn't it? And it just kind of fizzles yeah, yeah. away after a few seconds.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially with setback as well. Like that's a we don't like them because I was doing no. so. I was doing so well. Like it was about six years ago, and that was why I started doing the Anxiety United thing. Was to try and help other people because I'd made so much progress. But then, yeah, I don't know whether it was because I was focusing on anxiety so much, like talking about it and like reaching out, trying to help people. It made me go backwards. I just went completely housebound so again. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I can really, really relate to that. I think uh, especially when you're in recovery, you need to be careful, don't you? You mm-hmm. need to have boundaries um, because, I mean, I've done the same thing. I mean, my name on Twitter is Miss Anxiety, yeah, yeah. so it's like True. a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I am at the point of kind of trying to rebrand that and mm-hmm. relaunch that, you know, relaunch myself, make myself sound like a boat of something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is interesting, isn't it, the language and, and how you kind of put yourself out there, you know, if yeah, you're constantly yeah. looking for people with anxiety. The likelihood is you're, you're going to feel that on some mm-hmm. level as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, have you done Facebook groups and stuff like that? Have you got into?
2: Yeah, the Facebook groups and the quotes, you know, they're always putting quotes up about yeah, yeah. You know, anxiety and stuff. And I totally like I wholeheartedly get that. I think it's difficult when you're in a different place to other people and you start to kind of move away um, mm-hmm. and, and you start to kind of break away from people that are, that are struggling. And then, you know, you feel bad almost. You yeah, know? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever felt that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, you start yeah. to get better. And mm-hmm. then other people are, you know, on their own journey.
1: And then I've also been on the other bit where it's like, you can see people getting better, then I'm still down here. And it's like, yeah, you know, that ain't fair.
2: Yes. You oh, so know that feeling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, goodness. There's a balance there somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, I yeah. just need to There's find gotta it. Be.
1: There's got to be geez <laughs> it's such a complex thing like the whole thing mm-hmm. like to think like with you struggling with your stuff at such a young age like I often think mm-hmm. how would I have coped at school and stuff that that can't yeah. have been easy to go through high school with yeah. mental health issues
2: it was rough and mm. it was really rough it, it was strange as well because I don't think people um even in the short time that uh, you know that I was in school it was only about 10 years ago mm-hmm. um i <laughs> the, the teachers just didn't seem to take it seriously mm-hmm. um i don't know if that's just me projecting like onto them what i felt but um i they didn't really take it seriously until one day when i was having a really bad panic attack and i'd um i used to self harm but mm-hmm. i didn't self harm like cutting or anything it was Scratching with my nails,
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: and I just had blood like all on my chest from where I'd scratched. And then they started to take it seriously. Really? So um, school was an interesting, an interesting time.
1: (laughs) So were they? They were aware of the issues. The teachers were.
2: They yeah, they they were getting aware. I think when you kind of turn up to someone and say, "Hey, I've got anxiety," um, they kind of think, "Oh, that just means you're worried," Mm. um, or you get worried easily. Um, but it's, it's not, it, it's not like that. It kind of snowballs into other things like what we were saying earlier. Right. Mm, mm. So uh, it took for them to see the physicality, you know, the blood on my, on my uh, top for them to kind of realize, Oh, this is, this is important.
1: Like, yeah, we, a, we need
2: to manage this.
1: Inter- that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. That it took, yeah. looking, it took something visual for them to actually. Exactly. Mm,
0: yeah.
2: It was, it was very strange. They, they did, I think after, at that point, they did give me something called a timeout card. Right. <laughs> so that's what that's what I got. The little tiny card, it can't have been more than like this big. Mm-hmm. And it was laminated and it was so I felt special. Posh. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so I, I basically, if I ever felt overwhelmed or worried or whatever, um, i could literally just show that to the teacher they wouldn't ask any questions i'd just get to leave oh,
0: right okay
2: the problem of, of being in the classroom and being anxious but meant that i was now wandering the school campus alone yeah. feeling anxious so, mm. so yeah it was That's very quite, strange
1: yeah that gave you the ability to then avoid as well which is never a good thing yeah yeah
2: yeah just go hide
1: yeah but yeah like they can't win can they either no <laughs> like, there's nothing anyone can do we're doomed exactly Just, I <laughs> I
2: do. yeah i think it's difficult as well like one thing one of the major lessons that i've learned in recovery is that you are 100 percent responsible for yourself and for yes. your recovery um, yeah, and yeah. nobody else can do it for you and that, that was massive. I, I hated that lesson to begin with. I was like, what? That makes no sense. Like, why is it down to me? Like you should be able to help me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but you do most of the legwork. So, you know, it's gotta be on you. Yeah. Yeah. And and ultimately it's sweeter that way as well. When you, when you achieve things and you yeah, know course. that was me.
1: Yeah. You <laughs> wouldn't, it wouldn't be good if somebody could just click their fingers and yeah, job done. Can
2: you imagine? Think- <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't imagine, would, imagine if it was like it that. Would
1: be nice to be fair. Yeah, that,
2: that some was, days it would be great.
1: <laughs> that was the problem with CBT for me was just that I expected
2: mm-hmm.
1: You knew what, but there, there was so I think because it was eight. I was going to say eight episodes, eight <laughs> sessions. That's the word. Yeah, eight sessions, and yeah. I think I think the seventh session that I went for CBT the first time around, like years ago, there were, a woman mm-hmm. came into the office and she took me out. We went out for a walk because. Like it was exposure therapy. We're doing it there and then. And we just walked walked to like the edge of town. And she was like, if I started freaking out, she'd say, right, we'll stop here then. We'll make this the new safe place. And then we'll just wait until this passes. And that was brilliant. And then we we carried on in that. And then we got back to the office at the end of it. And then the woman said, right, we'll do this again next week. I didn't go. Mm
2: -hmm. I didn't go. Why?
1: Because I was terrified of having to go through that yeah and that was the issue yeah. like it was the best thing that ever happened but it was mm-hmm. just too, it was too overwhelming for me to like just do it off my own back like for me to have to go there if they'd have come to mind yeah. dragged me out of my house and took me it would have been beneficial
0: yeah
1: but to put the onus on me to have to go there which I know like it is down to me but at that time, yeah it was just too much
2: that must have been so hard, like knowing it is down to you to get there, but, mm-hmm. but being terrified to get there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was just like, I know this is what I need to do, mm-hmm. but I'm still not quite prepared.
2: Yes. Yeah. In. Not quite in the right place.
1: Mm. That, was, yeah, a long, that was a long time ago. But then I did like that. All my early videos is like me doing exposure myself. Like I'd walk around the park or walk to the awesome. shop, whatever. Like that was was what got me out of the rut was just doing the Mm -hmm. stuff. Like we can sit and talk about it and we can read Claire Weeks books and do methods and pay for this, pay for that. But the only thing, the only thing that made a difference was getting out the door.
2: That's so true. I think you can get lost a little bit, can't you? Mm -hmm. In like the, the personal development and stuff. Mm -hmm. I've definitely done that. Like I bought book after book after book thinking this is the book. It's, it's going to change day. my life. Yeah, I'm yeah this that, is the
1: one. That one exactly. sentence.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're going to go out there and it's going to be amazing, like epiphany and everything, you know, and then you're kind of like, oh, crap, like I actually have to do the work. I've actually got to get out there mm-hmm, and take mm-hmm. the action, I right?
1: Think something that's interesting, though, like you can read a book and then you can spend maybe like 48 hours after it feeling great and doing anything, yeah. but then as soon yes. as one thing goes against the grain it's like yeah forget all that
2: yeah 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 it just explodes and yeah. you're like what but you're gonna have these moments aren't you like that's what healing and recovery is all about you you're mm-hmm. never kind of on an upward whole time and everything's great you're gonna be up you're gonna be down you're gonna be mm-hmm. all over the freaking place that, that's and the point that is how you know it's working because yeah.
1: I, <laughs> I think people do think that they think that it's just like once you start making progress it's just nice flat but it didn't, it up, down. Hell no. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hell no. It's nothing like that. And I think that is the common misconception, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like you, you just expect for everything, you know, you're healing, right? So mm-hmm. you're getting better, which means you're always going to be on the upward. But oh my God, some of my biggest breakthroughs have been when I've just broken down c- crying for yeah, no apparent yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of power in those sad moments.
1: I guess because we're so used to seeing like a broken bone the healing process is just yeah
2: yeah so different it doesn't have a mind of its own that's why <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah crazy
2: it is it's really strange the difference between like body and mind is mm-hmm. huge mm-hmm. It's like a whole different entity but they work so well sometimes <laughs> and then they don't <laughs> <laughs>
1: Give me some book recommendations.
2: <laughs> oh, I love my books. It's weird because I never used to, but then I got into the whole personal development thing and I've gone crazy do, on books.
1: I only do audio books. Oh,
2: audio books. Yeah. I've not tried audio books yet. Have you read I any? may have to do that. No, I probably, I'm, I'm way behind, honestly, on the, on the technology front. <laughs> but yeah, books, uh, book recommendations. One of my favorites. Oh, it's, it's sat right here right now. Hang on. Let me show you. This is the Success Principles by Jack Canfield. That is an epic book. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you're just starting recovery, it's not about um, mental health or wellness or anything, which I think is why I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really—it's not specialized at all. It's just about ways to make yourself more confident, ways to make yourself more kind of self-assured, and how to be a better person. Um, Ultimately, I love that i'm on my second time reading it actually oh, really <laughs> um yeah yeah it's one of those ones i think it's massive it's huge and yeah. you could do maybe a chapter a day they're quite mm-hmm. small chapters and um, they're really really good i love tony robbins books he's yeah. just he's an incredible guy um very kind of intense isn't he he's very very f- loud yeah, i've seen a few
1: fun. of his videos on youtube and that, but he's, <laughs> yeah,
2: he's, he's great isn't he he's I mean, I think that's because I like that kind of thing. I'm quite extroverted, so I love the loud and the mm-hmm. wah, you know, crazy. Um, I, yeah, I'm making myself sound strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's, there's lots of really great books. Actually, if you're looking for mental health-related books, um, Trigger Publications, who are based in Newark and the East Midlands, they mm-hmm. have some amazing books. Um, I get sent them quite a bit. Know, I'm very oh, yeah. lucky they like me to look at them and review them, which yeah. is awesome. I feel very privileged.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, they have. And they're, they're real. I know that all authors are real people, but um, these are real people, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People that have been through it and experienced mental illness and come through the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites is Stand Tall, Little Girl, which is by Hope Virgo, who had an eating disorder and... Came through the other side, and now she's campaigning for um, better kind of help and, and systems for people with eating disorders. So,
1: okay. some really impressive people. Mm. There is a lot.
2: So, I have a question for you. Can I ask you a question? Of course, you can. Um. So, what was the kind of root for your agoraphobia? Do you know what it was that was stopping you from feeling okay going outside?
1: It was a fear. Or it still is mm-hmm. a, a fear of having a panic attack. I'm sure it is. Right. It's like it's a panic disorder, isn't it? Because that was my yeah. my first ever experience of or any of this. I'd never even heard of the term panic attack. Was that mm-hmm. I had? I just had a panic attack out of the blue. I was at home one night, just me and my son, and just had a panic attack. And then from wow. from that moment, like mm-hmm. I just spent the next 15 years. It's been 15 years just terrified that i would feel like that again
2: wow that's
1: that's, scary stuff yeah that's always been the issue like i'm afraid of certain sensations and that like dizziness is a massive thing for me but
2: yes it's scary isn't it disorientated and well i've I've
1: experienced vertigo quite a few times as well like which
2: i hear that's not very nice oh yeah so what happens when you when you experience vertigo i've never had it
1: so So i've had it i think three episodes of it i've had like I, I would right. just be, I remember in particular, I was standing, talking to my daughter, she was on a computer and I was just mm-hmm. standing, looking down, like talking to her, not looking down at
0: her. Yeah. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> <laughs> <She's> pathetic.
1: <laughs> no, I was just talking to her and just all of a sudden it just, my head just went, it was almost as if like I was decided to just spin around and that was it. Like... Just the maddest, craziest, most intense feeling. Impossible wow. to just It's not like anxiety dizziness. It's like yeah. the proper rotational dizziness, and it's horrible. Oof. And then I spent, it sounds horrible. I spent a week in bed because, like, every time I lifted my head or moved my head at all, like, it would just it'd feel like I was making bigger movements than I actually was. So like, Oof. every it was just all it was horrible. It was horrific. I gave up smoking that week because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like that was when I. Quit smoking. That's how mad it was. I couldn't move.
2: God, that sounds horrible.
1: Yeah, it's rough, but there's different things you can do, like the Epley maneuver Mm -hmm. thing. That I had it a couple of years ago. I took a nap Mm -hmm. on the sofa, woke up, and just had vertigo. But I went upstairs, did the Epley maneuver thing. Wait, there's a series of maneuvers you do. Put your head in different positions and stuff, and it's horrific when you're doing it. Like.
0: Because Mm. dizziness
1: is crazy, but when you finish, everything felt all right. So, but yeah, dizziness is an issue. But to answer Mm. your question, (laughs) I just (laughs) think about agoraphobia. Yeah, it was all to do with (laughs) that panic attack. Just that one first panic attack. It just, like, even though now, like, I've had panic attacks, I've had loads. And I'm not, like, sitting here now, I'm not really bothered about it but mm-hmm. i still won't go shopping at asda not because of corona but because
0: yeah
1: it's just the just the thing yeah
2: the fear of happen. feeling that way again. yeah yeah
1: mm. cuz the times, yeah, the, I, times I, the times that it's happened when it's been the worst i've been at home so it's like right it's kind of lucky yeah
2: it's just a safe place isn't it yeah
1: yeah but the thought of mm-hmm. trying to go through that experience when you're in public is like
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can't moderate yourself, can you? When you feel fear, you no, just
1: no. It's just all out the window. I yeah. I remember I had a panic attack on holiday once, and it just ruined the rest of the holiday. I was standing outside a bakery, and the, the mm. town the town centre was just packed. And I just, I yeah. wanted to just run back to the car. It was horrible. Like a, yeah. a guy in his freaking early thirties wailing through it.
0: <gasps>
1: I wasn't doing that, but that's what my head was doing. It was like, screaming, yeah. I need to get out of here.
2: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? What people see on the outside isn't really what's going yeah, on yeah. on the inside.
1: Nobody probably even knew. It's just a guy going back to his car. That's it.
2: Yeah, but, in- but internally, yeah. you're screaming.
1: <laughs> and the spotlights are down on me. It's like,
2: look at him, everyone. Yeah. yeah, and you almost hear what you imagine other people saying yeah, about yeah. you, which yeah, yeah. just isn't happening. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, isn't it? The
1: mind is a powerful thing.
2: It really is. It's really powerful. And I think we sometimes think about it being powerful in, in negative ways, you know, uh-huh. but in uh-huh. my ex- experience, it's really powerful through recovery as well. Yeah, it's like, good. It's, it's good. I, yeah, I really honestly never thought that I'd be able to live life the way that I live life. Like I can go outside and not worry about getting sick. Mm-hmm. I can go outside and, well, probably wouldn't now, <laughs> but no, like, I used home. to be able to, Just be safe. yeah, I'll stay home. But um, I used to be able to go outside and and not worry about you know um, human contact you know shaking hands with somebody
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know ironic now because all these things that I've been working so hard to do um, we're now being told not yeah, to do because that's, of coronavirus that's, that's
1: crazy so how long would you say you've been recovered
2: I I think I've been at a level where I can function properly as a human being for about four months.
0: Okay.
2: Um so yeah, it's it's co- probably closer to six months actually now. Cause I, time is just weird at the moment. Mm, yeah. Um but yeah it's it's been probably about half a year of of being able to do things and not, you know, having the anxiety immediately question you um before you do anything, which is is genuinely amazing. Like my eating, I'm eating three meals a day, um I don't check calories. Mm. I don't check labels. Only to check how long you should cook something for. That's important. Yes. <laughs> um, check the
1: date. Check it's in date. The
2: date. Yes, date is important too. Those, those are the only things I check. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I'm sleeping as well. I don't know if sleep's been a problem for you with, it, with anxiety, but I used mm-hmm. to really struggle with sleep. Um, but I'm sleeping. And I like to meditate as well before I go to sleep. I has been massive for me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing quite well now.
1: Meditation's good.
2: Meditation. Yeah,
1: have you tried it? I've tried a couple of times, but mm. everybody I speak to is saying meditation.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you've got to
1: meditate. I'll have to get it. It's insight. quite
2: common now. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's massive. Like I said, literally, I would say 90% of the people I talk to say that they really? meditate. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's epic. That's awesome. I think it takes a while to get into, though. Mm. I can really relate to people that struggle with it at first. Because I, I, often when I really don't want to do it mm-hmm. is when I really need to do it. Yeah. Uh, kind of like therapy sessions, you know, <laughs> where you really don't want to go. It's usually the one you can't mm-hmm. break through for. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think if you can even just do it for five minutes, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and then just build it up if you want to you know mm-hmm. it's massive it's really really changed kind of my initial responses to anxiety
1: that's good it's all positive it's nice to speak yeah. to somebody that's that's been there got the t-shirt <laughs> yes. get on with it yes are you worried make those- are you worried like that now like you were just saying you can't go out and shake somebody's hand and do that stuff mm-hmm. are you wor- in the back of your mind is there like this little bit of nagging doubt that saying will i be okay after it yeah, yeah absolutely
2: yeah. i think it's it's normal to have doubt at times it's how mm-hmm. we kind of talk to that doubt
1: mm-hmm. that
2: is the important thing um i definitely did think as soon as this quarantine came in i was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh you know all this hard work yeah, yeah. that i put into yeah. so selfish right all this hard work that i put in um, you know how am i going to be able to go back and, and make sure I can do that when everybody's okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm 95 sure that I'm going to be okay. Um, you'll, be fine. you'll be fine. Yeah. I think you can create things, can't you, in your, in your mind where it's a lot worse mm-hmm. um, <laughs> than it actually is going to be. Mm. So I'm working on creating the the positive, you know, I'm kind of visualizing myself going out there after all this is over and, you know hugging people and not not like against their will or anything just you know <laughs> just going out there and you know get off me
1: like
2: yeah exactly <laughs> but yes i'm trying to visualize the positive visualize the um the behaviors the positive behaviors that i've worked on so hard for the last few years um and it being really easy so yeah
1: it's good i like it i think that's pretty much it <laughs> Also, awesome. we're, we're like we're just over an hour, or maybe just below, Ellie. because you did freeze on me. And I did freeze for five on you.
2: Terribly sorry.
1: <laughs> so, what can people search on YouTube to find you? Miss Anxiety, yeah?
2: Miss Anxiety, yes. Probably, well, it will be changing shortly. Um, but yes, it's Miss well, Anxiety. The, well,
1: the link will be in the sh- description. I'm sure. Yes, the link won't change, will it? Because it's like the yeah. channel ID.
2: Yeah. And on absolutely. Twitter.
1: On Twitter, it's On
2: Twitter? Isn't it still the, Miss Anxiety. Isn't oh, yeah, real. real miss anxiety. Yeah, we'll see. real. Yeah, I know more than you. One. I know, right? Jeez. I know, I'm sorry. Anywhere been, else? Okay.
1: Like Instagram, Facebook, do you uh, Instagram.
2: You Instagram is real Miss Anxiety as well. Um, yeah, I think that's all of them. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah.
1: So when are you writing a book? Because that's what everyone else oh is doing.
2: <laughs> no. Maybe I should use this time to write a book.
1: You can come Could back on here and plug it. Like we'll have oh, please. We'll have oh, at least a million subscribers by then. Sure. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you will. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, thank you for joining me.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I've had so much fun.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much.